Chapter Three of the Backwash of War by Ellen Newbold Lamont. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Three: The Hole in the Hedge. The field hospital stood in a field outside the village, surrounded by a thick, high hedge of prickly material. Within, the enclosure was filled by a dozen little wooden huts, painted green, connected with each other by plank walks what went on outside the hedge nobody within knew war presumably war ten kilometres away to judge by the map and by the noise of the guns which on some days roared very loudly and made the wooden huts shake and tremble although one got used to that after a fashion the hospital was very close to the war so close that no one knew anything about the war therefore it was very dull inside the enclosure with no news and no newspapers and just quarrels and monotonous work as for the hedge at some points as the prickly thorn gave out or gave way stout stakes and stout boarding took its place thus making it a veritable prison wall to those confined within there was but one recognized entrance the big double gates with a sentry box beside them at which box or within it according to the weather stood a sentry night and day by day a drooping french flag over the gates showed the ambulances where to enter by night a lantern served the same purpose the night sentry was often asleep the day sentry was often absent and each wrote down in a book when they thought it important the names of those who came and went into the hospital grounds the field ambulances came and went the hospital motors came and went now and then the general's car came and went and the people attached to the hospital also came and went openly through the gates but the comings and goings through the hedge were different now and then holes were discovered in the hedge holes underneath the prickly thorn not more than a foot high but sufficient to allow a crawling body to wriggle through on its stomach these holes persisted for a day or two or three and then were suddenly staked up with strong stakes and barbed wire after which a few days later perhaps other holes like them would be discovered in the hedge a little further along after each hole was discovered curious happenings would take place amongst the hospital staff certain men orderlies or stretcher-bearers would be imprisoned for example the nurse of sally the ward of the grand blesse would come on duty some morning and discover that one of her orderlies was missing fouquet who swept the ward who carried basins who gave the men their breakfasts was absent there was a beastly hitch in the ward work in consequence the floor was filthy covered with cakes of mud tramped in by the stretcher-bearers during the night the men screamed for attention they did not receive the wrong patients got the wrong food at meal-times and then the nurse would look out of one of the little square windows of the ward and see fouquet marching up and down the plank walks between the barraques carrying his eighty pounds of marching kit and smiling happily and defiantly he was in prison the night before he had crawled through a hole in the hedge got blind drunk in a neighbouring estaminet and had swaggered boldly through the gates in the morning to be imprisoned he wanted to be he just could not stand it any longer he was sick of it all 
sick of being infamier of sweeping the floor of carrying vessels of cutting up tough meat for sullen one-armed men with the croix de guerre pinned in their coffee-streaked nightshirts bah the croix de guerre pinned to a nightshirt egg-stained and smelling of sweat long long ago before anyone thought of war oh long ago that is about six years fouquet had known a deputy also his father had known the deputy and so when it came time for his military service he had done it as infirmier as nurse not soldier he had done stretcher drill with empty stretchers he had swept wards empty of patients he had done his two years military service practising on empty beds on empty stretchers he had had a snap because of the deputy then came the war and still he had a snap although now the beds and the wards were all full still there was no danger no front-line trenches for he was mobilized as infirmier as nurse in a military hospital he stood six feet tall which is big for a frenchman and he was big in proportion and he was twenty-five years old and ruddy and strong yet he was obliged to wait upon a little screaming man five feet two whose nose had been shot away exchanged for the medaille militaire upon his chest who screamed out to him bring me the basin ambusquet and he had brought it if he had not brought it the little screaming man with no nose and the flat bandage across his face would have reported him to the medecin chef and in time he might have been transferred to the front-line trenches anything is better than the front-line trenches fouquet knew this because the wounded men were so bitter at his not being there the old men were very bitter at the end of the summer they changed the troops in this sector and the young zouaves were replaced by old men of forty and forty-five they looked very much older than this when they were wounded and brought into the hospital for their hair and beards were often quite white and besides their wounds they were often sick from exposure to the cold winter rains of flanders one of these old men who were nearly always querulous had a son also serving in the trenches he was very rude to fouquet this old man old and young they called him ambusquet which meant that they were jealous of him that they very much envied him for escaping the trenches and considered it very unjust that they knew no one with influence who could have protected them in the same way but fouquet was very sick of it all day in day out for eighteen months or since the beginning of the war he had waited upon the wounded he had done as the commonest soldier had ordered him plodding up and down the ward in his heavy wooden sabbaths knocking them against the beds eliciting curses for his intentional clumsiness there were also many priests in that hospital likewise serving as infirmiers they too fetched and carried but they did not seem to resent it only fouquet and some others resented it fouquet resented the war and the first-line trenches and the field hospital and the wounded men and everything connected with the war he was utterly bored with the war the hole in the hedge and the estaminet beyond was all that saved him there was a priest with a yellow beard who also used the hole in the hedge he used it almost every night when it was open he slipped out got his drink and then slipped down to the village to spend the night with the girl 
only he was crafty and slipped back again through the hole before daylight and was always on duty again in the morning true he was very cross and irritable and the patients did without things rather than ask him for them and sometimes they suffered a great deal doing without things on these mornings when he was so cross but with fouquet it was different he walked in boldly through the gates in the morning and said that he had been out all night without leave and that he was bored to the point of death so the médecin chef punished him he imprisoned him and as there was no prison he served his six-day sentence in the open air he donned his eighty pounds of marching kit and tramped up and down the plank walks and round behind the barraquettes in the mud in full sight of all so that all might witness his humiliation he did not go on duty again in the ward and in consequence the ward suffered through lack of his grudging uncouth administration sometimes he met the directress as he trudged up and down he was always afraid to meet her because once she had gone to the médecin chef and had him pardoned her gentle heart had been touched at the sight of his public disgrace so she had had his sentence remitted and he had been obliged to go back to the ward to the work he loathed to the patients he despised after only two hours freedom in a rare october sun since then he had carefully avoided the directrice when he saw her blue cloak in the distance coming down the trottoir women were a nuisance at the front he frequently encountered the man who picked up papers and frankly envied him for this man had a very easy post he was mobilized as a member of the formation of hospital number blank and his work consisted in picking up scraps of paper scattered about the grounds within the enclosure he had a long stick with a nail in the end and a small basket because there wasn't much to pick up with the nail he picked up what scraps there were and did not even have to stoop over to do it he walked about in the clean fresh air and when it rained he cuddled up against the stove in the pharmacy the present paper-gatherer was a chemist his predecessor had been a priest it was a very nice position for an able-bodied man with some education and fouquet greatly desired it himself only he feared he was not sufficiently well educated since in civil life he was only a farmhand so in his march up and down the trottoir he cast envious glances at the man who picked up papers so bearing his full weight marching kit he walked up and down between the barracters dogged and defiant the other orderlies and stretcher-bearers laughed at him and said oh, there goes fouquet punished and the patients who missed him asked where is fouquet punished and the nurse of that ward who also missed fouquet said poor fouquet punished but fouquet swaggering up and down in full sight of all was pleased because he had had a good drink the night before and did not have to wait upon the patients the day after and to him the only sane thing about the war was the discipline of the army End of chapter three